Welcome to Cabot Coverage, the podcast where three sisters and a beloved family friend discuss the crime-solving adventures of mystery novelist Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. I'm Susanna. I'm Megan. I'm Glennis. And I'm Ashley. And tonight we're discussing Programmed for Murder, which is episode 18 from season eight and originally aired on the 5th of April, 1992. Now, I want to ask you all a question. Does anybody remember a disgusting thing happening in this episode? Let me think. Let me think. Did we see something gross in the OR? <laughs> I guess um, there was a lot of respiratory work. I was going to say, I guess more disgusting cough, probably. Oh, yeah. Because this episode was written by Tom Sawyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Well, and then they they did a good job, I mean, sadly, of making her look horrible right before she was, uh, she about, like, fainted. Yeah. A bleeding ulcer as well. That is rough. Grim. This whole episode was grim. It was. Yeah. So this um, episode, sorry, so Tom Sawyer has also written Broadway Malady, Joshua Peabody Died Here Possibly, No Laughing Murder, The Family Jewels, and Evidence of Malice. So this episode is set in Cabot Cove. We find Jess hanging out with her friend, Dr. Seth Hazlitt, played by William Wyndham. He's a bit out of sorts because a new, a fancy new doctor has moved to town, Dr. Jonas Beckwith, played by Hunt Block. And he's going around prescribing medication and running <laughs> tests, which I guess Seth doesn't fundamentally agree with. I and I'm have sure. so many thoughts <laughs> on this. Running medicine by intuition? <laughs> uh, we'll get, we'll. Okay. okay. He also took the Hippocratic Oath, which he recited lovely for us. Yes. I know. I appreciate it. He that. also told Mort that he couldn't. Like that Mort couldn't afford the, to run the test, basically, right? He was saying he uh, he thought it was a waste of money to run the test. So okay. why he'd want to... So yeah, so the, oh, we've got old school, new school doctoring here. Well, I mean, uh, I don't... We'll get to it. We'll, we'll get we'll to get, it. Don't we're worry. gonna get to it. Walk out some time for. I have a thoughts. lot of thoughts on that. <laughs> you think you think you're gonna? You think it's about eight minutes worth of thoughts? Or <laughs> yeah, I'd say yeah, close to maybe 10. ten. Okay. <laughs> so this storyline is being is running parallel to the story of Harriet Simmons Wooster, played by Judith Chapman. She mm -hmm. runs a tech company, a programming company, but she also has time to fix Jessica's computer because they're good pals. Uh, Harriet looks terrible because she's very, very poorly. And so they, because Seth has sort of said that he thinks it might be stress, she has terrible indigestion, she's going to sell her business to John Halsey, played by Boyd Gaines. He is being backed by, I guess, mobster Rudy Ortega, played by Tony Fields, to, to pay millions of dollars for Harriet's company. Harriet is married to a very unsupportive husband called Alan Wooster, played by Will Lyman. Yeah. And helping her with the negotiations is her brother, Doug Simmons, played by Alex Hyde White. Doug is also accompanied by his girlfriend, or maybe even fiance, Gretchen Price, played by Judith Hoag. So Harriet and Doug go to sell the business to John. In the midst of the negotiation, Harriet collapses. She's then taken to surgery where Dr. Beckwith says that she's died 
of at first, well, she's having surgery for a bleeding ulcer, which Seth had not prescribed, but also why she died is because she had a blood transfusion and the transfusion, the blood was her, not her type, even though it was a bag with her name labeled on it because she previously donated her own blood to be used in the event she had surgery. So the nurse in charge of that fiasco is Laura Garrison played by Stacey Ray, although she, you know, wasn't sure she'd actually you know, she took responsibility, but she couldn't understand how she'd done something wrong. And also in the midst of all this is Deputy Andy Broom helping <laughs> Mort. So Deputy Andy Broom played by Lewis Hertham. Mort Metzger is a sheriff played by Ron Massick. He's got a terrible cough. And Dr. Beckwith gave him a prescription for some cough stuff that helped with the cough, but gave him a terrible rash. So I guess Seth mm-hmm. was right. And mm-hmm. Eve Simpson also is allergic to the ink used in the Gazette. That, that comes up at the beginning. He's played by Julie Adams. So long story short, it turns out we have the slow poisoning, everybody. <laughs> Finally, after all these episodes, a slow poisoning. Alan Wooster was slowly poisoning his wife because he wanted to get rid of her so he could be with Gretchen. So Alan and Gretchen had worked together. Gretchen had donated her own blood under the name of Harriet Wooster, it was then used and that's what, what caused Harriet to die. And then also we'll, um, Seth and Jonas Beckwith worked together to solve the what poison could have been used that wouldn't have been mm. detected. Because it was a slow poisoning, We it wasn't being picked up on whatever the coroner's report was. So there you go. Programmed for murder. Wait, I'm so sorry. So the guy's trying to buy her company. Mm-hmm. I the Terrence Stamp look-alike? Yes, yes, yes. What, what was that? What company did the, the nerdy-looking guy own that he was going to buy? Computer Maniac or something like that. Wasn't it called something like that? No, I wrote it down. And what was he going to get from her company? He's, um, he's Superman. He's the Superman 2 villain. He looks like him. Yes. <laughs> Wait, who is John Halsey or Rudy? Or the 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 gangster. Wherever, the gangster. Yeah. yeah. Terrence Stamp, right? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> Ther- Terrence Stamp. And that what was is it? Thor. Like. Thor. What's the character's name from uh, Superman no, Two? No, I have to look it up. All right. I remember thinking Superman Two was really scary, but I haven't seen it in a really long time. Um. So okay, what was he gonna get? from her company okay so this is something i couldn't follow either okay what, okay what programming she did what the company did apart from computers and i you know i don't know that much about it but are <laughs> computer companies backed that frequently by mobsters mob money because it seemed like a strange sort of marrying of different worlds when Rudy and John were together and he was only like and then it, when Rudy said oh the value of computers is going down so but it's like he was she wasn't selling hardware she was selling presumably the programming she'd done for her the company so I don't know is the yeah it was it was really that part I found com- confusing Oh, and um, to answer Ashley's question from before, in Superman 2, Terrence Stamp played General Zod. And that's who Zod. the... Zod. Yes. 
Um, the one thing I do want to point out is when they first pan in on his um, work working space or what have you, the <laughs> robot playing the saxophone is a clown. The it clown. was a clown. <laughs> clown. It's a clown robot playing the saxophone. <laughs> And I found it horrifying. <laughs> it was like had like crazy teal hair as well. Yeah. And it was just moving. But there were so many moving bits in that office. And when you said look out for the dog, Glennis's reaction. She was oh just like, oh my oh god, no. that was <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. It was like a sexy Muppet saxophone. <laughs> It was pretty sexy, you're right, Glennis. <laughs> Glennis's reaction just made me laugh. I'm sorry, make it go on. No, I watched, I did watch the episode twice. I watched it once with you guys, once with Ashley. When we, when I watched it with Ashley, that scene with the two men, she said, is this what it looked like when they started Mac? <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, and she goes, yeah, the, um, the villain or whatever uh, is, Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, do we have to edit that out? Oh, okay. Yeah, and then I was like, so the other guy is Bill Gates. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like how the um, you know that movie was where Anthony Michael Hall plays. Uh, yes, Bill that's Gates. exactly <laughs> what I was thinking of. He's Steve Jobs. <laughs> He's Steve Jobs. <laughs> It's just so funny because it's like, it's like clearly people that don't know anything about this sort of business is like, okay, so like if you need $10 million to like buy a subsidiary company to your probably already quite successful computer company, who do you go to for money? The mob. (laughs) Right, right. But I I mean, maybe that's true. I don't know. I, I can't imagine it is, but. It's like that nerdy guy stood there with that mobster was pretty funny. <laughs> it was. And then he pulls out a gun at the end. I'm like, what is happening? Oh my God, I know. That was honestly, but like considering like what ended up happening in the episode, that felt not unnecessary, but like kind of a lot of show for something that ended up not really being a thing. <laughs> Do you think it was a strategic distraction? For the viewer it didn't even seem to coordinate though or cross i think also did you ever really take it seriously that those guys were you oh. know like to to do what the person did to her well i think you could quite easily take out the john halsey uh rudy characters and it, it would just be her husband brother yeah brother's girlfriend and the two doctors because at some point also it's like I don't think you ever really suspect Dr. Beckwith but it's like he could easily be a suspect as well because he's the new doctor and he has sort of new ideas and he's the one operated on her and well and from from my perspective like I'm not seeing a lot of episodes I don't know if his character continues so there was a point where I was oh he doesn't no there was a point where I was like, oh, is he bad? And and both of you were like, no. <laughs> well, you're right. I mean, I think the two computer guys, although they, I mean, that just felt, <laughs> felt the stories felt so disconnected. <laughs> oh my God. 
You never find out who the mob bosses are. You never find out like what the actual company that the weird, sexy mm-hmm. robot saxophonist guy leads. Like, well, yeah, because you're looking at that being like, did they make toys? Mm-hmm. Is that what this is? And why is there so many animatronic things in one <laughs> office? Like, how can this guy get any work done? Right. It was that part I found confusing. I guess that you would think you know, he killed her to get, so he could run off with the other woman, but he also was then going to get, like, a lot of money. This was bad. It was all really bad. And he was slowly poisoning her with, like, a pesticide or or herbicide, whatever you call them. And I'm like, that is so dark. You're watching this woman suffer every day. That's like Uncle Eugene. (laughs) Oh, Yeah. I guess like she's more likable than Uncle Eugene. I don't know. <laughs> well, and I think the dynamic's different because the niece obviously does not care about Uncle Eugene. Whereas this is meant to be her husband, is meant to be kind of like yeah. and he did and basically what he said was he felt undermined by the fact that she was this successful businesswoman, which is like the world's grossest motive. Like it just uh, it, yeah. it's so awful. And it, you're just like, this guy's awful and so and the fact that she actually because for a split second i was like does she die or does she sort of get and then it's like he was giving her that herbicide three times a week right so like you're saying he's just watching her in pain having his girlfriend claim to be yeah it's so it's all bad and i wrote in my notes man these older men in cabot coat are such demons it's like You've said this before that it's like that's what they grow up into or these like monsters. He's like, she upstaged me. See, she was more successful than me. And I didn't like it, so I <laughs> killed her. Slowly poisoned her. It's like they're all terrible. It's like I was watching it and I was like, I can't quite remember. And then I was like, oh, we're in Cabot Cove. There's like right. a middle-aged man that's a husband. Right. Uh, I think he probably did it. Right. Well, and out the gate, I did like the opening scene with her and Jessica where she's come to fix the computer. <laughs> Jessica, you know, the woman's like, oh, I'm stressed about, you know, this whole deal. And Jessica kind of has attitude like, yeah, I'm stressed too, lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, we're all stressed. Okay. <laughs> and then the woman, what's her name again? Sorry. the Harriet. Harriet says, Let's see if we can find the 40 pages you claim to have lost. Like, ouch. She didn't claim to have lost them. And we saw her type in MMR.doc a few times, and it said file not found. Where was it? I forgot. Was it in the downloads folder? It's always in the downloads folder. Always. Always. I mean, Harriet managed to track it down, so Jessica had brought her something. But it's like, uh, yeah. And also she was like, oh, it's costing me everything. And Jessica's like, oh, Alan. <laughs> and Harriet's like, yeah. And they're both, you can tell they're both like, well, you know. Like Alan kind of sucks. Alan's not everything. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'll be able to pick up after this goes pear-shaped with my marriage. Right. <laughs> Sorry. It's like, you almost didn't even need her brother either. It's like, I guess he'd invested yeah. in the company, but it was like, that was kind of annoying. 
but you needed the brother to link in with Gretchen because otherwise Gretchen is just some woman that's there but it was interesting that Harriet didn't like her because at first you're like oh I wonder why this woman seems like kind of innocuous right and then like oh right like I don't know I don't think she would have known that they were cheating on you know no affair but yeah and the only thing they did in the very beginning to make it seem like oh Harriet she's a handful is she put her makeup on in the car and the brother says oh yeah why couldn't you and it's like you mean Gretchen Gretchen, sorry and I was like is this what makes her a problem because it's not that bad I feel like that makes her low maintenance because she's being low maintenance by doing the car comment she was like well if we'd stopped at the hotel first I would have been able to freshen up and so now I'm freshening up here (laughs) okay but even still that is not not fair like if they had stepped at the hotel she would have been able to freshen up and she wouldn't have had to touch up her lipstick there but she said it in a bitchy tone so i think that that made her quote unquote got it yep yeah i mean i don't freshen up at all so (laughs) the whole concept of freshening up is quite foreign to me Um, i was just gonna say the the brother also just was like pimping her out too yeah that that was was gross it was was so so gross so it was more like i could also see her motive for wanting this whole like to get back at the brother i don't know it was a little murky no and then like that whole scene where she's trying to hit on the like the kind of the nerdy guy whose name I don't remember and he like gets really crazy with her and I was like this is all bad and you say you're gonna shimmy your hips and I'm gonna give you something in return or yeah too much it was um it was both too much and like not enough it's like no this isn't like there's like the wrong words coming out of like the sense like yeah it should be five words but those are the wrong five words yeah (laughs) like the sexy world of computer programming like with saxophones and clowns yes (laughs) that clown saxophone i mean if that's not gonna the funny thing is the guy was playing with the um you know the orbs that have the little static mm-hmm. electricity. I wrote thing. that down too. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I was like, oh, that actually would be very distracting to have in an office. Yeah, because you'd spend all day with your hand on it. Like, <laughs> I mean, what's that store that you guys are always talking about? I'm Sharper Image. Yeah, the, the, the gallery. The, the gallery. gallery. <laughs> That's yeah. That is this that office? Except a Z gallery would not probably sell you a saxophone playing puppet thing that's a sharper image yeah that you can find those a sharper image there's so many of them there (laughs) (laughs) they're having this really intense conversation and then in the background is this little like (laughs) and the music is matching the saxophone it's so bizarre yeah i like kind of wish when he pulled out the gun at the end of the scene that he shot the doll dark but (laughs) and then it's like never discussed yeah we know he's capable of murder because he murdered that doll (laughs) (laughs) it's just it's just too much he's like i'm gonna blow this thing away you have to like when you you have to take a photo of the dancing doll susanna oh yeah 
I'll do my best because like it is I kind of wish now all of our recordings just had the little doll in the background playing the size of it. Like, so we should do a gif of it so it just repeatedly goes like Ooh. I would like that also I feel like we should add to our list like um glamour shots but now that I say it or, or want to add it we'll never All have one glamour again. shots well it's the second week in a row with one yeah like this this time there was the obituary oh, the <laughs> obituary <laughs> i was wondering what you were talking about no, then. I was like, it's really oh, no. but it's I, like was, the- I was wondering too and i was like oh it's the one in the paper why was there one in the paper yeah, oh because like she above died above the fold right. take the yeah. half the page <laughs> just like and like both arms sort of crossed which yeah, is yes yeah like normally one it's like a single arm propping yes. up the head but this was like sort of leaning across both. <laughs> shot. I am going to add that in. Actually, I love a glamour shot. Yeah. I do think that's good. Um, um, I think we should just get into it and talk about the whole Beth versus, I can't remember the new doctor's name. Jonas. Oh, <laughs> Joe bro. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I just, I have so much issue with the way that Seth acted throughout this entire episode. One, he was just, I mean, you guys are longtime fans. But I don't, I've never seen him act this way. And it just, it felt like such intense and like hateful writing. And it felt <laughs> like whoever wrote it had been dealing with someone who was younger and potentially like gonna come for his job because uh-huh. it felt so spiteful and the thing that really got me at the end was when, when he was talking about uh Mort and Mort's cough had gone away but the rash had come up and the doctor was like, well, yeah, I prescribed him. And Seth goes some, something along the lines of like, well, if you'd actually known more, you would have known he was allergic to something. And that's why I didn't prescribe him that medication. And the doctor was like, well, I asked him if he was allergic to anything. But if Seth was actually his doctor, he should have written in the notes allergic to X, Y, and Z, regardless of if he's you know pro-tests or anti-tests but i thought the doctor prescribed it off offhand like he heard more coughing i thought he had read his file no I didn't, no it wasn't a formal consultation i think mort was interviewing him for one of like for the case and mm-hmm. he said here let me prescribe you are allergic now i don't i'm not disagreeing with you i'm just mm-hmm. saying that Mort should also know his medical. Right. <laughs> like if you're allergic to penicillin, that's something that you could probably okay. flag yeah. and not just like wing it. And Glynis, I agree with you. I thought they made Seth like it was it was too much. But, it was too, it was but, over the top, a little over the top. There is a part, and now I'm trying to remember in what context this happens, where Jonah, like Jonas, Jonas. Like sticks his like depressor in someone's mouth to check on the oh he does it to Mort he like out like he doesn't even tell Mort like hey I'm gonna like check your throat he just like, it's not wearing like, gloves right he comes out of nowhere and like sticks that 
thing in his mouth and looks around. Like, okay, I don't yeah, think yeah, well, and, and, do that. and all of the scenes about like them wearing masks and stuff like that did give me like you know mm-hmm. post COVID. Uh, but yeah, no, I just I thought that the new guy wasn't that bad, and they made him seem made Seth was just so horrible to him the entire time and then just kept on alluding to it that like well he kind of has this like psychological undertone i think that that's then the point at the end it's like they both can learn from each other but you're right like they make sass and then he's like so undone by all this that he's gonna retire and it's like when he like sort of like loses it (laughs) well I guess like it's sort of like he thought he was right about the thing Mm -hmm. and then he's like wrong I mean in fairness to Seth like he didn't he did the right thing in the end he hadn't misdiagnosed or anything like that they just couldn't have known what this was going on but I think well but then the, the younger doctor was like oh well we now classify that as like actually quite a serious sign of um internal hemorrhaging and Seth was like well I didn't know that but with any sort of (laughs) uh licensed career you have to have an annual checkup on like the changes in regulations even in the 80s or 90s yeah I mean I think what it is is that like Seth way of doctoring is he knows all of his (laughs) patients and you know he's not right here but it's I think it's hard because he has this issue where then he's forced to learn a lesson in like the worst possible way which is that (laughs) someone has died presumably because of what he's done but I'm not sure even if he told her to you know I don't know how because she didn't die of the bleeding ulcer she died of the blood transfusion so they knew that if they got her into the hospital she would I guess get a transfusion so it's yeah I mean it's it's tricky yeah he's being you said he was being a turd and you're right Glennis <laughs> he's supposed to be a turd the whole episode he was being a horrible turd <laughs> Jessica was even like we need another doctor there are too many people in this town for just you Although I did laugh at that. I was like, the fact that Cabot Cove, which has like 4,000 people, has this giant hospital, felt like just only, one only two doctors. <laughs> yeah. I know. And what what test did they give in Eve Simpson to find out she was allergic to the ink in the yeah. Gazette? Yeah. I don't know. So many tests. There were... <laughs> Too much science for a doctor. Is that how you want a doctor with science and tests and and (laughs) medication? That line has not stood the test of time. He's like, I'd rather doctor with intuition. You're like, I can understand him saying like he doesn't want to like overly medicate people or medicate people in a way that's taking like an allergy test. I don't think it's over medicating (laughs) people. But I also, with the ink, I was like, there's something, there's like a compound in the ink that she's allergic to. She's not allergic to ink. Anyway, I just, that was (laughs) annoying me. I'm just like, so can she read the Gazette? Because the ink comes off in your hands when you read a newspaper. Well, no, that's what she, her, her reaction is, oh, then I'll have to have someone read it to me. Like she's so annoying. It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Like, but also... And also, like, 
what does that look like? <laughs> Being, when he said you're allergic to the ink in the Gazette, I thought he meant like the ink at the printing mill or whatever. Like, I didn't understand what he meant. So I was like, is she visiting the Gazette where they're printing the paper well, and inhaling fumes? Well, poison. It's yeah. poison. <laughs> the ink. Everybody's uh, like squid ink. Yeah. <laughs> She's a shellfish allergy. <laughs> But is the ink the thing it comes off in your fingers and then you're licking your fingers or something oh. and then it goes on into your mouth? And then she gets a respiratory issue? Yeah, it's like, girl, stop licking your fingers. Isn't that like Van Gogh is sucking the no, paintbrush? I don't, think, I don't think she's licking. Oh, God. I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Looking at the Gazette and not, yeah. you know, even pre, like just before COVID, people were terrible about washing their hands and then maybe she ate something and mm. then it got, got on her sandwich. Windows. Anyways, I, um, but, and also, okay, my last thing on this is surely Seth would have been a part of the hiring process. If he's the only doctor? If he's the only doctor in this town, surely he would have been involved or like <laughs> said, like, this is happening. We need you to vet another doctor because there are no other doctors to interview the doctor i glitis i <laughs> hear what you're saying i think this episode is a challenge to seth's you know sort of curmudgeonly set in his ways way and you know it's also sort of a hunk off we've got seth Haslett wandering around the hospital we've got dr dr beckwith wandering around the hospital <laughs> wait so you think it's a hunk off between seth and dr beckwith right. yeah okay does people feel like that's right? Who <laughs> uh, thinks he's going to be the only doctor for this town? For like, like he's near retirement age. Right. He was, it, he was short-sighted. Um, but I, like, he did come around and he sort of did learn did. his lesson. He just had to, After I he think was he was terrible to him. Yes, he was mean to Dr. Beckwith, but also it's like, I think there was a lot of like, you know, he had to do some self-reflection. I guess what Dr. Beckwith was patient and ready for him to kind of like come around. Like yes, when he except was I want to say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I'm a little, I, there was a scene that made me very unhappy with Dr. Beckwith. I didn't think he was that great either for the record. First of all, just sticking his finger in people's mouths when you're not supposed to. <laughs> I thought he had it. I thought it was a tongue depressor. Did he it stick was. his actual finger like in there? His hand had to be somewhere to like, anyhow. Yeah. Then he, they're in the scene with people and they've just told them that Harriet has died. And the brother says, so this wouldn't have happened if, you know, if Seth had gotten it right. And Dr. Beckwith basically says yes. And it's like, first of all, you cannot yeah. narc on your fellow doctor. You don't know what happened. So you can't say that. So I thought they were both kind of horrible, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think Dr. Beckwith was great, but I thought that they made Seth so horrible in this Agreed. episode. I agree with you. I just Agreed. was like, I wasn't, I also wasn't like a huge Dr. Beckwith fan. No, I, and, I wasn't. Seth was actually, you're right. Seth was really over the top. He's like, I know you know it here and points to his head, but you don't know it here and points to his heart. This, this woman had just died and Seth is like questioning the other doctor about what he had done this is right. not the time nor the place 
Well, people are grieving and in shock from their like loved one's death. Well, except for the dude who murdered her. But like right. two yeah. of those people were the murderer, by the way. There's <laughs> only the brother. The were like, Jackpot. <laughs> like, mission accomplished. <laughs> I yeah, I I mean the doctor thing was interesting. I it's also interesting hearing them like apologize right away to the patients because I bet that's like a big no-no. <laughs> but you're supposed right. to kind of do a little investigation first to make sure. Um the one thing that Seth said at some point, he said the term something upper GI. Mm-hmm. And I asked Megan what that was, and she said, I think he left a word out what tract or something yeah I was like uh, yeah I was like what's an upper GI and she, she, I don't know I mean it's not questioning Seth's abilities but I felt like there was some loose terminology being thrown around there it's yeah. it was funny the uh, philosophy of doctor full oath recital too i know that was uh, good that was i felt over the top undermining the other doctor and saying that like he basically didn't understand the oath well but also he was saying oh do no harm it's like i don't think we had any evidence at that point that dr beckwith had done anything wrong he probably you know his method was just different but it's you know this is the trouble and also that like everyone was sort of like dancing around the fact that they had gotten medicine from dr beckwith (laughs) like you don't want the like emotional manipulation from your doctor to the right right feel bad it's true (laughs) anyways yeah let's let's go through the beats here oh really okay i sorry one thing i did like i understand that they like conned the system and did the wrong blood and stuff like that but it's like like that seemed crazy to me but i understand that they had like set that all up well would you not have to show id that's what she the nurse said oh tell me the last time you've been to a blood drive see if anyone checks i think i mean i'm i I think he would have had to know that the blood drives are absolutely mania had to know that they are the wrong blood type for each other right well also do they not test the blood type before they give it back to you thinking but i don't know for sure i mean i would think that they would like see i think as a matter of course they do it I bet they I bet they test it for something before they're giving right. it back to you because it, if someone's mislabeled or something that is like bad. Right. So that all sounded so crazy and like <sighs> yeah, rough. it was quite dark. Okay, episode beats. Thunder weather no, secret doors closet hiding no, poisoning bludgeoning uh with <laughs> slow poisoning clearly. <laughs> <laughs> and also like they poisoned her with the blood transfusion god uh, this poor lady i know what did she, uh, you know phone wire cut no she shaking i said john shook gretchen that's the yes. bad boy nerd yeah at the, at the bar right he like yeah. grabbed her yeah, yeah. yeah. i had that yeah too. that was that was kind of scary i know i was like is he gonna hurt her <laughs> like it was 
Well, there were so many people around too. You'd think that like someone. And he has a gun. <laughs> I don't know. He's a scary guy. Also him with his like Coke bottle glasses and like sort of grabbing at a woman in a bar. It's like, what's happening? This is so weird. <laughs> this is so weird. Uh, window peep. Uh, there's a pan in through Jessica's window. I cannot remember what she was doing actually when she was sat there, but there was that sort of. And I it was thought like there a, was like a lot of window work it's at the hospital or is that just door stuff? I think there was a window there, but now I can't quite remember. But yeah, that was the only one I noticed where they were coming in through a window frame. Fake name ID Gretchen was Harriet Wooster for the purposes of the blood donation. The fuzz slash cop quirk is just more, so there's no cop, cop chemistry. Businessy business, computer business. <laughs> Programming, computers. And whatever the mob, the mob guy. Would and do the it. mob, computer, computonic and alpha dot <laughs> were our I, two. I, I still have so many unanswered questions about that storyline. Yeah, that one was tricky. Did they ever sell the deal? Well, no, I guess not, because without her, I think, well, but this is what I'm saying. So the episode is about, it's called Programmed for Murder. It's about the computer stuff. And yet the main crux of the story has nothing to do with computers. It's all about the doctors. So well, then why not let her go through with the deal and then they have the money and then kill her? That's what I thought. That's yeah. exactly what I thought. And then I thought, does he inherit like her stuff and then can sell it? Especially if he got it while she was still alive. I don't know. It was. I wonder if that, but the husband would have ownership over it, right? If 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 they were married, you know, if she was still alive. I don't. No, know. if she died and yes. left the programming, he could do whatever he wanted with it, right? That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. When he was so like weird about like, oh, why push for more money? Oh, a quick aside. There's a scene where they're. I think it's with the two computer like the you know the mafia guy and then the the computer guy in the street <laughs> Ashley was wondering if they were selling chowder on the street <laughs> like there was like a little cart that was like <laughs> no it was like a fish like like the oh. ice bed with the fish but then they're just steaming pot right next to it and I'm like <laughs> Can you imagine buying street chowder? Well, that's that, what I, I, said, I was like, is that street chowder? <laughs> like, I have no idea. Do you eat it out of a coffee cup? I was picturing oh. it like a little Dixie cup. You're like, and you get those oyster crackers on top. I mean, mm. I'd be into it. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was just funny. Street, street chowder. chowder. <laughs> Street chowder just <laughs> it sounds rough, but it also sounds like it could be really good. I bet it I bet it's good, but I bet there's a price to be paid for street chowder. I think I'd prefer a, <laughs> like a corn chowder rather than a clam chowder, you know. What about was... a lobster bisque? No. <laughs> Weirdly, that doesn't sound because there's no dairy in a lobster bisque, right? It's Isn't just sort there? of like broth. Yes. Is there? Yeah. Oh, I right. think it's oh, a cool. lot of dairy. <laughs> Is it? I thought it was like a broth with like oh it's like a heavy cream oh I don't need to get too into this because I think you guys can all see where this is headed but um one time I was visiting Susanna in London and we went near Wimbledon and went to a pub and there was this really good soup called a Scottish skink 
and it's so good but let's just say you're right there there is a a price price to pay there's no such thing as a free lunch, guys. There really is, but oh my god, it was so good, and now I want some. <laughs> Kink. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, it's the name. <laughs> it's smoked haddock potato milk yeah. butter. Oh, it's so good. But yeah, it's, it's like a strange yeah. Scottish name for smoked haddock chowder. Oh, That's what was... this article says. The other name for it is diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> it, I think it probably wasn't uh, to all of our Scottish listeners. I believe we don't have any, but <laughs> I'm sure it was a, It was the, not the nature of the soup itself. It was just oh. the, where it was. Yeah. Right. Where and it the was soup was delicious. And she'd do it again. That's what oh, she said. Oh, I would a billion percent. <laughs> okay anywho sorry i digress okay so <laughs> uh, here's matter. our age ain't nothing but a number i mean we are all over the place so andy broom is 36 seth has 69 and mort metzger is 56 and eve simpson is 66 john halsey was 39 rudy yeah. ortega was 34 uh dr jonas beckwith was 39 uh, Gretchen Price was 24. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Gretchen was 24. Yeah. Doug was 33. Harriet was 41. And Alan was 44. So he's 20 years older than Gretchen. But I was amazed he was only three years older than Harriet. I thought you were going to say he was like 60. No offense to yeah. the actor, but I thought he looked older. He did look older. He did look older and also it was all terrible. <laughs> like I, I, yeah, poor Harriet married to, this is why you don't marry a Cabot Cove man. Oh, also fun fact, uh, the brother's girlfriend, what was her name? Gretchen. Gretchen was it, was the mom in Halloween town one and two. I don't think she made it to Halloween town three. <gasps> I'm going to take this out, but just, didn't you hate her, Megan? Uh, was she in a was she in a mighty ducks no I, kinda... th- I thought she might have been no, no she, I love... you're thinking of the other lady the one that was the um oh right that she, she was, was in the other episode the robbery yeah. one she was a bit of a debbie downer in halloween town but then she like sort of turned it around when she ran into her like her old boyfriend but then he turned to be bad Hold on, I was looking at the wrong person. Hold on. Let me just it Judith Hoag. Yeah. Sister of Tammy Hoag. I was gonna make a God. I'm just kidding. They're not related. I know they're not. How do you know it? <laughs> You're right. Actually, I don't. Um, they, my siblings used to make fun of me because I like to read this romance novelist named Tammy Oleg. And she had a book called Lucky's Lady. And I was like, I'm going to buy this. And Susanna started reading the back description out loud. It was really embarrassing. Okay. I just, I, she, she does a lot of um, Southern sets. <laughs> uh, romance, romance novels, novels where uh, there's a lot of men calling ladies Cherie. That's like they're, they're on the bayou. <laughs> they're on the bayou, so they say. And not that that's not a. I'm sure that you know that you know it just was funny. Okay, uh, yeah, Lucky Doucette. Mm-hmm. 
all these years later, I still I mean, remember that that was his name. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we were in a bookstore in the UK and you were like, Lucky do set. <laughs> and I was like, ah. <laughs> Okay. Um, the Jonathan scale. It's an interesting one. I didn't really see one, but I'm uh, uh, the floor is open for arguments. <laughs> I don't think I don't think a Jonathan carries a gun. No, <laughs> no, yeah. I don't think they're armed, Jonathan. I really didn't like the guy with the ponytail, but was he barely? He was barely in it. So. No, and he's not a Jonathan. Uh-huh. He had his his wits about him. Yeah, he did. He knew what he was doing. Petite feet. No, I'm going to stick glamour shot in here. And obviously we did have a glamour <laughs> shot with the Obit. We didn't have any smooches. Um, familial ties. It was Cabot Cove. Eyes closed head shake was a no. We had more of like a gotcha moment where Alan was like, oh, he says something. And then Jessica shows up out of nowhere and says, not quite, Alan. <laughs> so it's not gotcha, an ice Alan. Yeah. Shake, but yeah. Close. Also, when Mort says, and that's when you zapped your wife with the big one, I was like, Jesus. No. Sorry. Look, Mort has a way of delivering news <laughs> in a very delicate manner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got a way of delivering news. Yeah. <laughs> he does. He's like, gotcha, dirtbag. Yeah. <laughs> Mort. <laughs> okay. Glenn is fave outfit, worst outfit. Um, uh, Oh yeah, worst outfit was definitely Harriet's gray and black like knee length cardigan when she walked in to help Jessica with her computer. Yeah. I mean, Harriet was like a very petite, well, is in the show, a uh, very petite woman. And this thing, it was, she might've, might as well have been wearing a like whole duvet. Um and then favorite outfit was uh, Eve Simpson was wearing a red outfit when she was visiting the doctor that was like a red and red matching, um, I think, pantsuit and like a nice black and white top. Okay. Ashley? Um, I think my worst outfit was Jessica's patchwork sweater. She's wearing outside. Um, I think when they walk past the street chowder. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, my fave outfit, actually, and I, I don't mean to be um, dark, but in Harriet's last scene, she was wearing a mustard-colored blouse mm-hmm. <laughs> and a plaid blazer that I thought looked really good. Um, but then she passed. Yes. Okay. Megan? Yeah, my least favorite was that patchwork sweater. And then my favorite was, and because I'll pick this every time she wears it, which is a lot, is she wore a red, Jessica wore a red jacket with a pink shirt underneath and a brooch. And I really like that. Also didn't love Gretchen's blue jacket in the bar. Okay. 
Gretchen's clothes I thought were kind of bad. Um, my fave outfit was that patchwork sweater, Ashley. That funky. I, when I wrote that down, I thought Susanna's gonna like this. She liked, <laughs> she liked the other one. Yeah, I I'm nothing if not consistent. <laughs> I'm like I love a funky weird sweater. I was like, oh, well, that looks quite cozy. Uh, Gretchen's uh, floral shoulder padded. I, I'm not sure if it was a dress or a shirt. Um in one of the scenes was, was my worst. Although I thought most of her clothes, I think, I just, they just make her look so old to say she's only 24. I mean, yeah, that's, that's wild. Yeah. Um, biggest hunk, Megan, Seth or Jonas, your call. <laughs> it's hard because I think I normally think Hunt Block is cute, but I thought he was really annoying in this episode. Mm-hmm. But then who are my other choices? It's like the brother's not bad looking, but he's a, turd um i guess i might say harriet okay glennis i'll go hunt block okay ashley harriet i went with dr beckwith as well as glennis but i think it's because harriet really didn't they made her look so bad like they look so poorly but she is very cute and hunt block is cute as well although the smile he gives at the end is like oh my god was he the murderer because <laughs> it looks so sinister how it is and he has a funny haircut in this episode i feel like but maybe he does in everyone <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i sort of think he does like he's cute in this one i the one where he's the priest yeah i love that is, one <laughs> i feel like he has quite a similar look actually to this one but um anyways uh, okay, J.B. Burns. Glynis. Um, <laughs> not a burn, but when she's talking about the computer and she's talking to Harriet, and she's like, the fact that it just sits there and beeps at you. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I did like the rapport between Harriet and Jessica. I thought that was very yeah. sort of sweet. Well, I just like the like assumption that the computer had deliberately deleted her files. Keeping <laughs> <laughs> <Deep and> me. <laughs> also, um, Hunt Block is in that um episode. That's the Amish episode. Oh my god, that's a car <laughs> crash. I forgot about that one. Oh my gosh. It's like old girlfriend and stuff. Yeah, he he uh... like left the Amish community. You know what? I don't need to get into it, but Jacob is the name of the bad guy in that one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh Megan, what do you think? JB Burns. I guess when she says to Alan, not quite Alan, like when she schools him, but that's it, I think. Ashley. I didn't have any. The only thing I could think of was when, um, what's his name? John, the the guy with the Coke bottle glasses. Is oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, when he's at like talking to Gretchen and is like, are you going to shimmy your hips or do whatever? And I was just mm. like, I don't know. Anyway, I just thought it was such an odd visual. I was like, is she going to hula dance in front of you? Like, what's happening? I don't know. That's get how it. you get people's secrets out of them, Ashley. I had a couple written down. Uh, they weren't, I like, Seth says at one point, it's illegal to practice psychology without a license. So oh, Jessica's yeah. trying to kind of tell him off. 
Um, I like when Jessica says, of course, you gentlemen would know more about this than me or something like that when she's talking to people that clearly don't know anything about what she's talking about. <laughs> um, and then I liked, I really liked the line at the end. And this is the thing I do remember the most about this episode is when Gretchen goes to get Alan because she's been told by Jessica that the chemical is something that John Halsey uses in computers when she knows it's Alan's herbicide. And she goes and she's like, you got to get out of town. And Alan's like, what are you talking about? Like, they can't know that it's us, like blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, damn it, Gretchen, she's tricked you. <laughs> That's a good impression. That's a I really did good like that. I, I thought really that was good. great. <laughs> That's a really good impression. Thank you. <laughs> I've been practicing it. <laughs> Mark's it. had to hear that like 50 times. Yeah. Like, she's tricked you. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Fave guest star. Uh, Ashley, what do you think? Fave guest star. I don't know. This was tough. Um, I'm going to go with Judith Chapman for Harriet. Cause I, I really didn't, I really didn't like Dr. Beckwith's character. So. Okay. Megan. I, uh, this is so tough. (laughs) Yeah, it is tough. tough. You know what? And I, I'll go, I'll agree with Ashley. Cause I thought she did a really good job acting. Okay. Glynis. Um, I'm going to go with Judith Hoag. Um, not because I particularly like the character. I mean, I didn't, didn't like her, but I just kind of liked her. Okay. Okay. I would go with Harriet as well. Um, no offense to the Hoag sisters. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're not related. They're not related. Well, that's a look. <laughs> Is Tammy Hoag related to Judith Hoag? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Glynis's guest. Glynis, do you remember who you guessed? You guessed the, the brother. brother. Yeah, I was wrong. I mean, that happens. I think this was, could have easily been the brother, I think, but you know. Yeah. He ended up sort of being a, a non important char- character, but yeah. So we're at that moment now, fave moment overall ranking. Now, Glynis, you better write it down because we got to <laughs> guess what you put. Now, I, Ashley, just to give you a little context, she spent the whole episode saying, why is Seth being such a turd? <laughs> so if that helps with your grading of what you think Glynis would have written, she did mention it quite a few times. So I'm going to go with a three. Maybe. I think Glennis gave it a four. Okay. Three. No, no. Oh, wow. I was thinking three seemed generous because I felt like you really didn't like it. I wrote a two. I, there wasn't a lot of humor in this episode. That's true. I thought Seth was just really horrible throughout which I don't like to see because he's normally quite jokey and jovial and like a little bit curmudgeonly but this was like hard to watch um and then also hated that the husband murdered the wife in like a Mm. slow and painful and cruel death 
Yeah. And then these, these two jokesters, I mean, what Holly gave it a two was the sexy sax figurine. Uh, <laughs> 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 so it's the only thing that like sort of had a, a little bit of levity throughout. <laughs> the sexy sax marionette is exactly what she said. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, what do you think? Oh, wait, did you say your favorite moment, Glennis? The sexy sax Mary. Oh, the, the sexy sax Mary, yeah. of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ashley, what about you? It's tough. It's it's just not. I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with a five. five. I'm gonna go with a five, and my favorite moment is street chatter. Okay. Seems Megan, what about you? I'll give it, yeah, I hate to do this, but I think I have to, I have to give it a five, two. Um, yeah, it just, it wasn't like a super fun episode. And my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> Are you frozen? <laughs> I get, until, I guess at the end when they realize they're going to work together or they'll like be friends. No, we never see Dr. Beckwith again, but whatever. Because <laughs> <laughs> Seth killed him. <laughs> right. I, <laughs> did he kill him with an upper GI? <laughs> yeah. GI. Yeah. That sounds like something out of like Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Does. GI really in your car? <laughs> Makes you go faster. <laughs> Makes it more furious. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, my upper GI also makes me quite furious. So I'm sure that kind of and things so. quite fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My favorite moment is probably when the two doctors are working together because Jessica's making them do it to try to figure out what the poison could be. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, even though I'm pretty sure Jessica already knew what she thought it was, but they sort right. of, they pinpoint what, what it could be. And I'm going to give this episode a four. Um, I obviously gave uh, Murder and F Sharp a two. And I, I think this one has a couple <laughs> more things going for it, which. I can't believe you did that. <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm like trying to keep to like, I think this gets a couple of extra points for um, having Eve Simpson in it, mm-hmm. for having it be um, it for a hot second in Cabot Cove. Like, I, you know, I think it's a more watchable episode than the other one. I think it's okay. and Jessica's in it. So I, and I don't I don't hate this episode, right. but I um I just don't want to watch it again. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, weirdly, I've seen it a lot, but it's not, yeah, it's not one. So yeah. I, I think four, I was thinking three, but I think four seems more fair. Um, but yeah, anyways, does anybody have anything they want to add before we close out? Mm-mm. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. And we hope you listen again next week. Bye. 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 Like, oop, Glitter, are you okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> just for the, um, the listeners, Glennis just fell off her bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs>